Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, he's hot. With an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi. I'm great today. Oh, God. I was looking online this morning for chow rescues to see, and if any of my listeners know about this, to see if there are full chows that are rescuable. Because I Mm. really want my next dog to be a full-blown chow, but I don't want to buy one from a breeder. I know there's a bunch of chow mix rescues. I'll probably end up getting a chow mix. But if anyone has a full-blown chow that they want, somebody to take i'm your person i don't care to the fold i want more i just want that face in my face (laughs) that fucked up scrunchy face i do you know how much time i spend on tiktok and instagram looking at chow videos it's so pathetic and then the and they come in so many different colors and sizes Mm -hmm. there's white there's black there's orange there's brown ones Did I ever tell you I had a chow mix growing up? No. Yeah, he was a German Shepherd chow, but he looked much more 
Chow. His name was Buster. I think he Chow is so a dominant cute. thing. Yeah. When Chows have any Chow, that it's the dominant trait. Just yeah. like, you know. He had like the purple tongue and everything. Yeah, yeah, he was just yeah. the They're best. They're just the cutest dog. So that's my latest venture is to yeah. find a dog because I've spent so much time at home that I can just give the dogs to my bell to finally this. It'll just repeat. Talk about repeating a cycle of abuse. <laughs> I'm basically repeating a cycle of just not being considered a real parent. Right. <laughs> exactly. But now you have Joe in your life so he can like help co-parent and you know yeah he's got more experiencing parenting than i do so i guess he would be a good co-parent he just doesn't like when the dogs sleep in our bed which i you know i do like you need that that. i want that body yeah i like when i hear bernice snore in the middle of the night she's like (laughs) i fucking love that it makes me laugh in the middle of the night the other night there was like i don't know what was going on but she came up to the doggy steps and she was whining like she went "Mm." And she never does that. And I look up and she's like, can I come in? It was basically like, can she come in the bed? Because Joe wasn't there. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, bitch, get up here. Let's do this. I was like, I will staple you to the bed. Yes. You have to. I See, I even like when Mimsy like kicks me in the night. Like she wants to sleep in between my legs and she'll like kick. To like yeah, make that's space. what I want. I want someone who wants me all the time. That's yeah. the kind of dog I'm looking for. I thought I didn't like that because I had that in Chunk, but mm-hmm. I'm ready for round two of Chunk. Exactly. Well, we have a quick update from Tara, who called in on one of our episodes, and she was coming out. She was married to a man, but she was coming out as a lesbian and was going to like talk to her family. Oh, yeah. She was on Lily Singh's episode. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So she said... Things have been going well for me. After I told my mother, which turned out to be somewhat of a heart crusher, I did take Chelsea and Lily's advice and basically stopped giving a shit about who I had to come out to and how I was going to do it. I took the same approach to coming out as I do when people ask me why I don't have social media. My life is none of anyone's fucking business. My advice to anyone else in the same situation is this. Your life is your story. Nobody else's. You will share different chapters with different people. Some will be great, some will be not so great, but you choose how it's told and who you tell it to. And always remember, when it feels like you're turning your life upside down, you're actually turning it right side up. Tara. Oh, God. Wow. Lovely. Look at, this, look at this little ripple effect this podcast <sighs> is having. It's incredible. Giving, giving people time to share their problems and then them taking advice and making changes in their lives. Mm-hmm. God, uh, what a nice wonderful. nice development, you guys. We love the feedback. Always send it in. And if you want to send in any questions, it's at dearchelseaproject at gmail.com. Oh, Let me just put my bifocals on. Okay. Let me mention some show dates I have coming up. I am winding down my summer dates. I will see everybody in Hawaii July 1st and July 3rd, Honolulu, Kahuli. So I'll be on Oahu and Maui. And then July 28th, I'll be in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Festival. And August 12th, two shows in Vancouver. And then Calgary, August 13th and August 14th. And then I just added another 22 cities after that. If you go to ChelseaHandler.com, if I haven't already been to a city near you, I'm definitely coming to a city near you then. So check ChelseaHandler.com for tickets. Today's guest is Anna Farrett. Oh, shit. (laughs) Today's guest has her own podcast as well. It's called Unqualified. Please welcome Anna Faris. No? (laughs) Today's guest has her own podcast as well. It's called Unqualified. Please welcome Anna Faris. Hi. Hello, hello. Oh, my God. Look at how the tables have turned, turned. (gasps) You were the first original person to ever have a podcast, right? Well, after Mark Marin, I was the first original. 
You yeah. invented podcasting. And boy, do I regret it. I know. Look at what the, look at what a shit show. Now everybody has a fucking podcast. People, unborn babies have them. Oh, my God. Like in 2015, I was able to say, uh, I think I'm starting a podcast. And people would inevitably be like, what is that again? And I would say, like, cereal, you know, that thing that's going around. Yeah. And now here I am. And, you know. Well, you should just remind people that it was one of the original podcasts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your OG. Well, I've actually had one since 2015. Yeah. I'll remind all my guests. Yeah. I think that's a good, actually, opening statement. Me an too. opening thesis, if you will. Can I be a guest and open with a question? I knew you were going to pull some shit like that, Anna. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking know your shit. And I knew you were going to go, yeah. Because I know you just had my lover on, Joe Coy. He was on your podcast recently. I adore him. Who doesn't? Oh, my God. He was such a great guest. So wait, though, when you guys had known each other forever, when when did it turn to romance? The first penetration happened last August. We were friends forever, but we hadn't been hanging out for many years. I hadn't seen him. And then he resurfaced and then he would not get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? He was <laughs> on it and on it and he kept resurfacing and even I went away for three and a half months and we kind of kept in touch and then it just turned into like all of a sudden one day I just was like oh wait a second I think that this is my guy like this is it but that's a major shift in mentality I mean he probably crushed on you forever that's what I think because you know because it's a it's a little I don't know in my experience I guess that most guys who are friends with me back in the day because I don't have any friends anymore but <laughs> that's, I know. So Anna. <laughs> that's so Anna that's so Anna that is so you you're always talking about how you have no friends which is ridiculous I think I well that's a it's a different subject I suppose because I think I'm lazy and I'm a hermit I kind of enjoy my own company and also we have three kids in the house this is all boring. I want to talk about No, that's not this. boring. This is your life. Oh, listen, but the last thing my listeners need to hear is more shit about Joe Coy and me <laughs> because that's all we fucking talk about. So we do need to talk about you, actually. I'm just so happy for you. I'm Thank so you. happy for you. I appreciate that. Like, and making that mental switch from friend to lover is kind of difficult, don't you think? Yeah, I do think. I mean, it's not difficult because the ease with which you can be yourself with that person outweigh any difficulties that surround that kind of transition. Because it's really not difficult. You know, I mean, I suppose if we were having had an affair, that would have been difficult, you know, if one of us had been cheating on somebody or whatever. But it was just so pure and nice and like everyone was rooting for us. And that was also one element that I wasn't ever expecting because if, you know, you had told me I was going to date somebody else who's well known, I would be like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. That's the last. I wanted like a, a finance guy. And then I found <laughs> out how fucking boring finance guys are. So it's much better to be with somebody that, you know, you think is cool. Like, I think Joe is cool. Like, I, he, everybody thinks he's cool, you know? And he's definitely cooler than I am in terms of my family dynamic. Like, all my nieces and nephews now just think Joe is, like, the coolest. And I fucking love that because pressure's off. I, I'm <laughs> sick of being cool. I want, to like, a timeout, you know? I just want to be alone and do my thing and smoke a joint on the beach and not be asked too many questions. My enthusiasm for life 
is different than it used to be. Like now I really enjoy my solitude. So I can relate to what you're saying about being a bit of a recluse. When you said that it would be like difficult if there was infidelity involved, you do not seem like a person who is a cheater. Is that right? Yeah, no, I wouldn't cheat on somebody. I would just break up with them. That's so mean. Yeah, well, that's because that's how I've always perceived you as being maybe proud is is incorrect, but sort of the idea of like proudly straightforward. Yes, I'd like to be direct. I don't like to mess with people. Like people have a decision if they want to be around you. You know, you give them the information that they need. Here's the truth. If you don't like it, I totally get it. But here it is. So if I were to do that, I would be very upfront about it. But I'm not like that. Like I just wouldn't even get myself into a situation. I mean, that's maybe when I was younger. Yeah. When I was a little bit more reckless. Now I'm like, I'm not going to hurt somebody in that way. I don't want to be responsible for anybody being in pain. I think that's amazing. So anyway, that's enough about me, Anna. We're near, we're here to talk about you, and then we're going to give advice to callers. So you don't even have to talk. I about, love it. So you don't even have to talk about yourself for so long. So just I want you to think about that as we go into this next phase of the interview. Love it. But you did mention that you are with three children now, and I know that you have one. So the other two, I'm assuming, came from your new husband. Yes, they're teenagers, fifteen and eighteen. Oh, oh, woof. That's a far cry from what you were dealing with. Oh, man. And I am the youngest child. I was a camp counselor, so I had that experience. And I was a really shitty babysitter. There's a peanut allergy story. I didn't believe in allergies. Uh Anyway, whatever. I almost killed a kid. It could have been a whole different life for me. But being a stepmom has been... I'm still learning. I really am. I felt at first like I wanted to be kind of like this wild, new, reckless person in their lives because I was also going through a divorce. And so I had that, now that I'm like a divorce veteran, because I've been divorced twice, there is this kind of shift that happens, especially it hit hard the first time. I turned into somebody that I didn't recognize. Like I was always the kind of person that had their fridge filled And I hosted a lot of dinners. That was back when I had friends. A time long, long, long time ago. (laughs) But then I found myself in this apartment with just beer and mustard in the fridge. (laughs) And And I was going out all the time. I had no one to text or call and say, hey, can I do this, essentially? It was incredibly liberating. And I reverted to, you know, like 17 years old. I went to a bar. I was like, yeah, how dangerous yeah. I am. <laughs> right. I would have done something like that at 17 as well. I was down to get busy with whatever. And I also took a lot of pride in knowing that I could handle more drugs than anybody else. And I would still be able to like get us home or navigate something, some situation to get us taken care of. I took a lot of pride in that. And that's rebellion and recklessness, obviously. I never... I was never promiscuous, though. Is that like an old-timey term? That I my think mom so. Uses that? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I was never promiscuous. But because I was terrified. I was terrified that I wasn't a good lover. I was terrified that, especially young, when I was younger, I was so self-conscious of my body. I didn't want anybody to see it. But I would dance on the edges of it. I wanted to be desired desperately. Right. How long was your first marriage? Two and a half years. So okay. $900,000. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Copy that. And then yep. how long was your second marriage? 10 years. About 10 years. Was it? So no, you're getting not, better at nine it. Year, eight years? Yeah. You know. It's kind of how I feel about Chelsea lately. I don't know if it was eight years or 10 years. So you're getting better at it, though. A 10-year marriage is a, is not a not success. It's not a... It's, I don't think it was 10 years. I think okay, it was well, like seven, but it would, yeah, okay, but well, we were together for 10 years. But anyway, yeah, I think there is, it's slow growth on my end. Yeah. Well, some of us are a little bit more, I feel like there's areas in my life where I've matured in a short amount of time as a little kid. And then there are areas in my life where I'm still acting like a little girl. Chelsea, I feel like you and I might have this in common. I don't know, but I think this time it has been easier for me to accept a lot of love. Oh. It's still it's like I still kind of struggle with it, but are you like that though? Like if there's so much love, like I think it, just when I was younger if there was a lot of love, like I I must have subconsciously liked a chase or something that I don't know. It feels healthier though, whatever it is. It feels like I can be loved. Yeah, right. Which is such a, it feels like a corny thing to say, but it's true for many of us. You know, it's the same way we feel about compliments when people are uh, unwilling to receive compliments. Like, you know, I don't know if those two things are related, but like, I don't like a lot of adulation. I don't like a lot of people telling me to my face how great they think I am. I'd love it for them to be doing it behind my back. That's fine. (laughs) But don't involve me in that. You know, like it's uncomfortable. And then I have to say thank you and thank you and thank you. And I've spent like an inordinate amount of my time saying thank you to you, whether it's my fans backstage at a show telling me, you know, nice things about myself. It's like that becomes too much and then it loses its meaning right it doesn't affect you in the same way it should each time joe coy is very good at receiving adulation and adoration he loves that and i i know what you're saying about that but and and i wonder if that is connected to the love part it could be yeah yeah because for a while it would be annoying to have somebody adore you that much it's like oh there's a revulsion there but that revulsion is a protection over your own person you're trying to preserve yourself and not get hurt to the point where you would have be vulnerable to them right i you know my mom is and but was this stunning stunning woman she grew up dirt poor she had to get like all her teeth fixed and stuff but she really like i kind of want to show you a picture but she never complimented my physical appearance and because i i was such a late bloomer i had chubby cheeks i wore headgear for fucking years i think my parents did that to me because they wanted me to stay a virgin even though (laughs) even though they're atheist i it was that was that was one of the struggles of my life for sure so i think that i can accept compliments that are about my work well and i'm very grateful for that but especially in hollywood like if you're at a thing and everybody looks beautiful and someone is like oh you look so beautiful i i can't absorb that very well i at least it's a little too much so i just you know got fake boobs and Bleach my hair. <laughs> that was my strategy. And decided to have no more friends. She's like, that's it. It's me, myself, and I. No one that's else. That's right. That's right. I feel like I've met your mother. Would I have met your mother? Maybe. Yeah. I think Maybe. You, I, one day, there was a party at my house once, and I believe you were there with your mother. This was many, many years ago. 
God, was I there with my mother? Why would I do that? Oh my God! Where else would I have no. met her? Or maybe I met her when I when I did your podcast one year at your house. It was definitely maybe. in a house yes. setting. That yeah. feels right. I that think feels that's right. To I me. think that's what it was. That was when you were still married to Chris because he was outside drinking a beer. There was another guy, and then you and I were at your old house recording the podcast. Okay, with- uh, this is my mother on her honeymoon, like. She has like the. She looks like something know. from that movie, that surfing movie, Gidget's surfing movie. Totally. Yeah. yeah. She had like that whole look, but she didn't know it. She's very uncomfortable. I think that because it was her identity, like it was kind of how she broke through and she met my dad, but she never played it up. She was always, I mean, as far as I know, they've only slept with each other, you know? Getting back to my parents weird philosophy about sex what's your relationship with your mother like now we're really close we're really close she had a tremendously difficult childhood and as i get older i can see how that really affected her and it's kind of it's really remarkable that she is is as great of a mom as she is i think Mm -hmm. i mean her parents i have never told this story I'll tell it if you guys don't mind. Her parents, one Easter when I was nine, they had this really dumpy family cabin. They lived in a, you know, a very, very modest home. It was kind of falling apart. And they also had this really dumpy cabin on an island, a beautiful island in Washington state. And we were all there for Easter. And I was using the bathroom in, there was one bathroom and, uh, I could hear a lot of shouting. And then the door gets kicked in by my grandpa. And I'm like on the pot. And he's always been weird anyway. Always made me incredibly uncomfortable. And he said, get outside. I'm getting the gun. So we're all like my aunt like shoves us all into the station wagon where we're all hovering while my grandpa has this massive gun that my uncles are wrestling away from him. And I think about like, it was scary. It was scary, but I didn't even know how scary it could have been. He was such a violent, unpredictable man. And I think he had this hold on my mom and her sisters. That Mm. was, so she came from that. Yeah. And I admire her so much. Yeah, that's pretty scary stuff to deal with as a child. As an adult, it's scary. But as a child and not knowing if you're safe or not, I think is like the number one thing that we all wrestle with. And to stop perpetuating that cycle, right? Like to put an end to that cycle so that that cycle of abuse doesn't continue. Because that's what happens with families. You know, somebody does something and then the kid does it. And then the kid's an abuser. Right, and then right. and it's like, well, fuck. I mean, our, I guess our whole, if you want to be like thinking of it on a really spiritual level, our whole entire existence and purpose should be uh, in creating new imprints, right? And new memories and stopping any cycle of negativity, which is impossible to do because you're a human being. I think that's an amazing sentiment and important for parents to remember 
Yeah. You know? Parenting is a tough, you know, a really tough job. And a lot of people go into it thinking that it's like very one dimensional. Like, I can't believe I'm going to love this thing as much as I do, or I'm going to be loved as much as I want to be loved because I didn't get the love that I needed. You know, it's one of those two things are usually the basis of wanting a child is to give or receive the love. And it's like, if you could take care of that on your own before you have a kid, then imagine how healthy you can make that kid. Completely. Completely. I'm really proud that Jack, the son that I have with Chris, he's nine and he is such an even keeled kid. He is hysterical. He's smart. He's and he's just and he's confident, but without being a jerk. Yeah, so that's, far. that's the key for any man being raised <laughs> is right. to be confident without being arrogant. Right. Yeah, I'm really proud of that. Oh, well, know? that's good. I'm glad you have an adorable son with him. And I'm glad that you guys are able to co-parent in such a nice, healthy way. That's going to be great for him as he grows up. And I'm sure, actually, that's probably what we're going to turn to. I'm sure we have some parenting questions. Yes. And since, oh God, since out of the three of us, Anna, <laughs> you're the only fucking parent on this podcast Fuck. today. You better get yourself. Yeah. Buckle up. Truly. I live in a community that makes me feel like a terrible parent every day. <laughs> well, I think it's that's like the community. Yoga of... and organic and like <laughs> the what? You didn't know the assignment was due? Yeah. Well, you anyway. may be helicoptering less than some people, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh. I tried helicopter parenting with my dogs and that backfired. So I no longer <laughs> am a helicopter parent. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with some questions. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street. Directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving. And according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss. 
which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Okay, and we're back with Anna Ferris and Catherine, my co-host. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Well, our first question comes from Liza. She says, Dear Chelsea, my husband and I have been successful stoners for many years. My chronic depression and anxiety took a turn for the worse this past winter, and I decided I needed to get sober and clean for my mental health after drowning myself in cannabis on a daily basis for two years. I've just hit my 30-day clean mark, and I'm feeling better than ever. We're discussing starting a family soon, and I'd like him to refrain from using for some time before we conceive to try and have the healthiest baby possible. When I quit initially, he took a short break but is back to daily usage. When I brought up my concerns, he got very defensive and told me he supported my journey but wanted no part of it. Am I overstepping by asking my husband to quit while we try to conceive? Liza. Hmm. I don't know. Medically speaking, I mean, I'm sure there's merit in that finding that marijuana causes weak sperm or the sperm that you get isn't going to be top notch. Well, there's less, right? It like suppresses the sperm count, I think. Oh, well, I have no problem with that. But um, (laughs) Anna, you go ahead. Well, I think the important information, I think, is his behavior, right? If he's kind of checked out and if he's not connecting with her in a way that she likes, you know, or if they're not having enough sex, it feels like there's, if it sort of reassures and affirms her journey, that's one thing. 
It's another thing if she's annoyed fundamentally that she's clean. And it's another thing if his behavior changes. Liza, we need more info. Yeah, we need. That's true. If, if he is kind of like a dud and doesn't get a lot done and isn't that motivated, fine. Then that's his own issue. But I would also say that, like, when you do something and detox and, like, go on a cleanse or a diet, you really shouldn't be trying to corral other people into it. it that's not the way to get anybody to join in. The best way to do is to exhibit your behavior and your changes and let that person catch on if they want. You know, let them go, oh, wow. It's like Joe and I, I go to the gym every morning. I I have to work out every morning. That's my routine. And sometimes he comes with me and sometimes he doesn't. But the only reason he comes with me is because when he feels like, well, shit, you do this all the time. I, I want to level up. Like, I want to be like that, too. But I don't make him go. Your analogy is funny because I was thinking it's like there is a layer here. I don't know if Liza feels this way or whatever, where if somebody has a new workout routine and they got to tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Yes. It's like someone telling you about their dream every day. It's like you <laughs> felt these things, but this makes no sense to me. And I don't think you should really fucking read into any of this shit anyway. So I think that Liza needs to kind of figure out what elements of his usage makes her kind of irritated and to gauge it. And maybe it is like, babe, can you wait till five PM or I, I don't know or or take a couple days off before they are like trying to conceive so right. he can still like do it the rest of the month. I mean, the other thing there is like if somebody's defensive about having to stop doing something, then I think your answer is right there. Like if you're so freaked out, which the, so it's two different arguments, you know, like if, if you yeah. say to someone, oh, stop smoking weed for a month and they're like, why, why, why? I don't, don't have to. Like, obviously, they don't want to because it's going to be a problem for them, which is even more reason to do it. Like it shouldn't scare you to have to abstain from something for a set amount of time. I did that alcohol cleanse and I was like, oh, this is so long. But I had to do it. So mostly so I probably wouldn't have to do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, okay. Okay, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, unless it has, there's a medical component. Do you think that's the whole thing? So I just looked it up and there's a University of Chicago study that says using marijuana can affect the sperm count and alter the shape and function of the sperm. So yeah, it can lower fertility. And maybe the conversation's even bigger than this, though, because according to the letter, Liza said he was pretty straightforward. Good for you, babe, but not me. It's not for me. Right. Mm -hmm. There could be, what if he's not quite as enthusiastic about having a kid or what if, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. There's, well, there's a bit here. Well, yeah, but you should also try to get pregnant. And if that doesn't work in three months and you think it's because of the sperm count, then you can revisit the conversation. Yeah. And um, talk to your doctor about it, too, because your doctor may say, like, yeah, he needs to cool it for a week before. But I'm her doctor, Catherine. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's accurate. Have you guys ever heard, you know, how sperm is the indicator of sex, of the gender of a baby? Like that's like, the one that chooses? Yes. They have either an XX or an XY. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or we have, we, no, we just have the X. They either have a Y or an X. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sound like you're a teaching real us a blonde. lot right now, though. <laughs> I know. Is the earth flat <laughs> or round? Somebody tell me first before I ask this question again. It's round flat. for now. It's on the map. Those I just want to never come back. But on the map, it's flat. <laughs> so on maps, I just want everyone to know the world is flat. So yes. when Sherry Shepard asked that question, she was not alone. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> 
I just, Anna, I just found out about the moon and the sun and their whole situation recently. So you have to bear with me on my knowledge of basic fundamental information that is available at a fingertip, a fingertip away. This is what I believe, but I haven't checked its accuracy in a while. So we're XX as females. Boys are XY, whatever. Why am I giving a biology lesson? Fuck. I thought it was just oh, X and Y. God. I thought it was X and Y. Is it XX and XY? I don't know, Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I really got to backtrack this is here. What if we're, I think we're probably giving so much false well, information apparently. on this podcast. This is this is <laughs> this is on Fox News. You guys, you're listening to Fox News, okay? <laughs> totally, totally. From what I read, though, the um, male sperm tends to swim faster but die sooner. Oh, the female sperm. Swim slower is like more resilient through slow the, and steady, right? The, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever business we got that tries to like prevent them. So uh, there's a whole theory about if you want to have a boy, as your exit is like traveling down. Are you or making whatever. a jerking off motion right now as we speak? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, just I like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can use. This. I just want to. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I was talking that, yeah. I'm terrible at hand jobs, speaking of Who is off. This hand job we just conversation, were talking about this. we were just talking about hand jobs. Like, who is giving hand jobs? <laughs> who is it? I, Are these girls in high school, like, because they don't want to give a blowjob? That I can get behind. Yes. But a hand job as an adult is an insult to both parties, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree. Who's doing that? Like, what? Are, <laughs> it's so I mean, sex is animalistic as it is, obviously, but jerking someone off, just even the hand gesture is so uh, upsetting. Like, I wish you could do it with my foot. You know what I mean? Because that's how far away some I want guys that would situation. Like that, I, I know, I know. I bet some guys would like a foot job. How deeply into sex should we get? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the next caller has to say. Maybe it'll lead to a sexual conversation, Anna. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can, you can, all your dreams can come true. Chelsea, I always felt like you would be the popular girl in high school that would sort of befriend me because I was like, just because you had no friends <laughs> weird enough yeah i would totally i would totally do that i i love helping people out or saving people i like to make sure people know that they're not alone you told me on my podcast that you you said anna you are so fucking weird and i took that as such a compliment yeah yes you should you should but you said it with love in a weird way yeah. It was really nice. I think about that. That was a good compliment. Oh, well, I'm so glad. Thank you. I'm so glad. You I don't yeah, I like weirdos. I think it's much cooler to be a weirdo than to just be a follower. They're, everyone's a follower. I'm even a follower. We follow and there's like we do so many things without even thinking because other people are doing them that it's nice to have originality. So that's what makes you unique. Thank you. Sometimes I feel like I do this purposeful disguise because I sure don't feel do you guys ever have like a serious brain body disconnect yeah like man this is a costume 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because everyone has a multitude of different things that going on in their brain, you know, in one moment, you can be your confident best version of yourself and and totally secure in everything you're doing. And then two days later, you can be completely self doubting, and not sure what you're doing or having any confidence. I mean, I think that's what's so complex about like the human brain is we could get up our own asses. And we have a hard time staying out of our heads. And so I I like to think of things, anything that keeps you out of your head. That's why I love reading books like that requires my attention to something that has nothing to do with me. I always felt uncomfortable being a woman, like the idea of femininity. I mean, it's not a struggle for me anymore because I'm 45 and I wasn't exactly a tomboy, but I really prided myself on not being afraid. Like I really always wanted to be brave. Like we had... My brother, he belonged to the Washington Herpetological Society. What does that? So what does that mean? Herpetological reptiles. Oh, I thought it was oh. something to do with herpes. Okay, <laughs> there's a society for that. Uh, well, a herpes, <laughs> yeah, a her, yeah, for animals with herpes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> so we had we always had tons of snakes and tarantulas and piranhas and parrots and lizards and the house had a very particular smell (laughs) and there was always like one loose and I felt really proud of never being scared of bugs or kind of overcoming whatever I was like this little feisty thing I was incredibly short and I was really angry for a long time that I wasn't born a boy yeah well I mean I think what we're all learning is that it's not one or the other. There's this whole spectrum of like masculinity and femininity as we know it. I certainly didn't feel like a girl for a very long period of time, but I feel like one now. I feel like a woman, you know, and I, I, but I feel very masculine. I have a lot of very masculine tendencies. But does that get in the way of like your female friendships? Yeah, sometimes. I'm very, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a terrible history of friendship ending. So I am like, that is the one thing that I I can't seem to shake no matter how much therapy I go to. It's just like I have a very steadfast desire to let the truth be known and not to pussyfoot around anything and not to ever be insincere. So that gets you into trouble. Not everybody likes to hear the truth. And I understand that's part of my personality and it's not something I'm willing to like forego. Like if you came to me and you said, I need to know the truth about something, I would, I would have to tell you this is the truth. Even if it were going to hurt your feelings as a sister, as a woman to another woman, even though you think you're a man, I would say to you, Hey, Anna, this is what I see. And this is what I know. Because I think that's what you, that's like the best gift you can give anybody in your life is the truth. No one benefits from being lied to. I am not like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) No, I'm much more, uh, like my female friendships are always like dancing with awkwardness. Oh, well, that's just you. That's you. You're (laughs) awkward and you're in your head about But that's your thing. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, that's your personality. It's not something to resist. It's something to embrace. I have no choice. I know. You are you, so you have no choice. Okay, so what do we have next? We have to get through some callers, Anna. Sure. We can't just We can't just sit here and focus on you the entire episode. I know. Episode. I'm sorry. We have to help the masses make better life decisions. That's right. That's right. Well, before we get to all the fun stuff, we'll take a quick break. Okay. Sounds good. We'll be right back. 
This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss, which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, our first caller today is Oh, they're Luke. going to be online on it. Get ready. Yes. We oh, have okay, friends great. joining. So, Luke is a rarity on this show. He is a straight guy. Wow. Straight Rare. male listener. That's that is unique. Yes. He says, one of my friends has been in a relationship for two years with a girl that's not good for him, and I'm struggling to help him see that. There are three main issues. One, extreme jealousy. She consistently does phone checks to see who he is talking to and does not let him talk to or hang out with any females unless she has met them and given her sign off. This has sadly led my friend to abandon a lot of long, completely innocent and platonic relationships with female friends. She also restricts him hanging out with the boys, which has caused a strain in our main friend group. Number two, gold digging tendencies. A year into the relationship, she moved into his apartment but does not pay any rent. She then persuaded him to get all new furniture for the apartment because she simply didn't like his stuff. I get furnishing an apartment together, but when she's not paying rent, why should she have all the say? She's made several comments in group environments that she needs to marry someone rich and praises others for doing so. May have been said in jest, but concerning nonetheless. Three, pressure to get engaged. The girlfriend comes from a more traditional family where getting married young is the norm. My friend, on the other hand, has told me consistently he wants to focus on his career and wait until he's ready to get married, potentially in his 30s. His girlfriend has consistently pressured him, saying she cannot risk being single in her late 20s or early 30s and trying to find someone else all over again. My friend is not ready for engagement, but when confiding in me, he tries to see it from her side and thinks maybe he should compromise on his engagement timing by a couple years. She currently has given him an ultimatum that it needs to happen by next year. I've tried having a few talks and raising these red flags, but he sort of justifies or rebuffs them. I'm trying not to be too aggressive and ruin our friendship over this. How can I prevent my friend from making a lifelong mistake? Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. Hello. Hi, hi. Anna Ferris is with us today, along with Catherine, my co-host. How's it going? Man, great. I am really excited to talk with you. That was a letter. Like, you care about your friend. I really do. I'm I, I'm not sure what to do. I'm turning to you guys. First of all, I want to say congratulations on being the first straight white. Uh, well, you're not white, are you? You're the straight first straight man to call into this podcast. That is a feat that you must be very, <laughs> very secure in your masculinity and manhood. So mazel tov to that. Yes. Well, I feel like my whole family grew up watching Chelsea lately. Oh, so good. <laughs> big fan. Yay. Great. Awesome. Anna, do you want to start? You seem like an eager beaver. Well, so when... All the detailed information, it, she truly does sound atrocious, <laughs> for sure. But all the detailed information, how did you get that? Does your friend tell you? Like, how, how does these conversations work? Yeah, it's it's a mix of me spending time with her and then him sharing with me a little bit. Because he clearly sees some concerns. And so I've tried to talk with him about it. So a mix of both of those things. So when you hang out, like what percentage of the time is he like 
man, I don't know what to do about this thing. Does that dominate like 30% of the conversation? 40%? No, I, I would honestly say it's like only a handful of conversations I've had with him about okay. it. Like I've tried to be careful of not always bringing it up to him. If he brings it up, I'm happy to talk with him. I brought it up maybe on my own one or two times, but it's not like a frequent conversation we've had. Are you close? Is he close with his family? Yes, cl very close with his parents. And I, I've actually asked what do his parents think of these things, but he hasn't really opened up to them about these things. Mm -hmm. And does he open up to because others? they don't like her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But do you guys have a group of friends? Are there another couple of guys that also feel the same way? Or is it just you? I'm definitely closest to him, so I don't think he's opened up in the same way to those other friends, really only to me. Uh-huh. But I don't want to necessarily go around and like spread all of his like no. personal stuff unless he's willing to do that's it. That's what a girl would do. So don't do that. Cause that's <laughs> yeah, that's how females behave. We're like, you also hate her. The thing is, it's like, listen, you can have one really like serious conversation with him out of love and for your friendship and for your caring. And you can say you could put it all out on the table in a way that's thoughtful and sweet, but you don't want to lose your friendship. You said that all you could do is say it once out of love. He's probably not going to listen to you, but you never know. And at least then you have a clear conscience, but don't go just, it's got to be out of the love for him, not the hatred for her. You know what I mean? These are the things that I'm seeing. I know what kind of guy you are and she doesn't represent to me what you're looking for. Like calling her a gold digger isn't going to be helpful, but you can put that in other language that seems a little bit more just that you've noticed. And, and just by noticing is a demonstration of your friendship by paying attention. You know, I think girls and guys react to these kinds of conversations in a different way. And I think men are, are definitely less emotional and they might receive it a lot differently than a woman might receive it. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Like just leveling with him. And then not bringing it up again. Like, you said it. I'm just going to say it once. I support you whatever you do. I'm always going to be your friend. This is what I see. And I just had to tell you because I know you would do the same for me. So I think here's the tough thing. I think I've kind of had those conversations with him. And he always just, like, plays it off or rebuffs it. And so I've had two or three of those conversations where I've been very careful not to be too strong. So do I just lay off at this point and say it is what it is or go more strong into it? I have a question about the timing. Is Do, do you feel like a proposal is imminent? Yes. I, okay. I feel like it could happen like in the next couple months, if not okay, sooner. Okay, so he does, he has very strong feelings for her. Is this his first girlfriend? Uh, Yeah, first real serious one. He may, I think he had one in high school, but I mean, that's high school. Yeah. I totally agree with Chelsea and Catherine, but the problem is he's vulnerable. This is his first thing. This is his first relationship, and he's going to need you in his life. But there is a risk potential of those details, especially, sticking in his head. It's like when you can paint the entire picture, those things get seared into his head. So if you back up your hesitancy about this woman with actual specifics, there's a risk of you guys not being friends. He will remember these things. He'll associate you with that kind of imagery. You know what I mean? So I wonder if the approach is if you open with like, hey, you know, maybe you guys can grab a beer or something, something along the lines of like, hey, man, how happy are you? Because you're a great guy. And I don't want you to have to go through like 
the financial pain of a divorce if in three years you're pretty miserable. I just, I want to check in with how, how you are as opposed to getting into her a bit, which will immediately put his guard up. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think when I bring up things about her, he definitely, first instinct, he gets defensive. Like what, can you give us an example? Give us an example of a time you brought something up. So the the gold digging part, I didn't didn't call her a gold digger or anything like that, but I I brought up, there were a, a few situations in like group settings where she made those comments about, marrying someone rich or like praising others for doing the same. And it didn't seem like a joke, but so I brought that up to him and his first reaction was, well, all girls say that, like, it's not that serious. It's like those common, it's not a big deal type of thing. Does she believe that she's more attractive than he is? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Okay. That's a good question. Is that something you're curious about? Anna, is that something you're curious about in your own life? I I like thinking about the power balance in this relationship of Luke's friends. Like, how does she view herself? How does he view himself? And thinking about the imbalance there, if someone feels like they have more power, like I could do better. That is a that's that's a hard kind of I that's a hard idea, you know. I mean, she definitely wears the pants in the relationship. I'll say that. And he makes more money? He does, yes. I can see where you're concerned. Yeah, I think also, what was his reaction when you said that? Like, back to when I said, what did you, yes. when you brought it up to him and he said, okay, what was his reaction? You said he gets defensive. It's almost like he's brainwashed in a way. Like, the jealousy part, he kind of acknowledged, yeah, okay, maybe it's strange. But then he turns around and be like, well, like, I don't really need female friends. Like, I don't, I don't care that much. Or like, mm-hmm. he asked me, like, does your girlfriend let you hang out with girls one-on-one or talk to girls? And then the engaged stuff, one end will be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready, but like, I don't know. It's unfair to her if I keep her waiting. Like, I think I should just compromise and, and do it. Like, it's always like back to like, she's right. Justifying it. Yeah. I think that you're probably, I've already said what you're going to say. And it doesn't seem like he's in a place of like, he's going to be able to receive anything you're saying anyway. And unfortunately, this is just a part of life watching friends do things like this, marry people you're not that into. And while it's a huge bummer, there's really nothing you can do about it. He's not your kid. He's not going to listen to you. You know, if he's in this state of mind, he's in love with her, he's about to propose, it would really take something big for him to get off track. So I think your just time is just yeah. better. I think you've probably made yourself clear. Like if he's defensive when you've brought it up, then he knows what you're doing. Are you close with his parents? Like friendly. I wouldn't say super, okay. super close. Uh, well, you guys aren't like Like I wouldn't like pull, pull them aside. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. I'm concerned no. type of thing. Yeah. I would ask, like, are you happy most of the time with her? Because from what I hear, it only intensifies one way or the other when you're when you're actually married or because even if he won't know how he probably won't know how to answer it, but at least he'll think about it. You know, he'll think about like, fuck, man, she makes me miserable. I am bummed out most of the time or trying to do damage control most of the time, or at least maybe he'll 
it'll start to roll around in his head. Yeah. Leading him into the self-examination may be a better way to go. My sister-in-law, who I love, is a little bit of a judgy person. She's also usually right, so it's okay. But when she doesn't think someone's making the right decisions, she will ask them a series of questions to help them re-examine the choices that they're making. So like for your friend, it might be something like, well, how do you feel about, you know, maybe compromising some of your financial and career goals in order to get married a little bit earlier? And just bringing up those things in the context of a question, like Anna said, might be a little bit of a softer delivery and help him keep percolating on them after. And probably the engagement will be awful. (laughs) There's going to be like, there's nothing like an engagement for people to just spin out. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe there's hope there. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it like, it it hurts me. Like it's, it's one of my best friends. Like I want to be so happy for him if he gets engaged. So uh, I, I, I get what you're saying, Chelsea, like at a certain point, you just have to yeah. Again, he's he's not my kid. He's not in my family. Like, yeah. wish the best for him. Yeah, you have to. But I mean, you could try, you know, what these girls are suggesting, which it might be a good different strategy and see if that gets you anywhere. But I wouldn't double down on what you've already said because you want to make sure you're happy. You want to make sure you're making the right decision. But, you know, I would want I'd want you to check in with me. Are you married, Luke? No, I'm not. Okay, like if you were going to do the same thing, I'd want you to check in with me and just make sure that this is a big, big decision. I want to make sure you're in the best possible spot and that you're making the right decision based on what you want and your needs, not somebody else's. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it's a good non-threatening way to to bring it up again. Okay, cool. Uh, well, let us know how Luke, that goes. Yeah, Luke. You're a good friend. Yeah, you are a good friend, Luke. That's nice. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. It's really nice. You're a good friend. You can tell how much you love him. It's nice. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, well, good luck with everything. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Who won? I feel like I did. (laughs) I I think you did. While you were giving your advice, I was like, this is not a good idea because you're saying exactly what I'm trying to say, but in a different way. But then as I digested it, I think you did give him better advice. So you won, Alan. No, no, no. And I just piggybacked. Yeah, Yeah, you just, you found an easy way out and just picked a side and she picked your side. That's how you won. Yeah. (gasps) Chelsea, I miss you. And Catherine, I miss you too. I miss you too. I know, Chelsea, I would love to, like, someday when the kids are gone. (laughs) When we're at an old age home living in Mulholland Hills together, we can have a coffee or a cocktail. Coffee? I don't even drink coffee. I would love We'll have a cocktail then. You can hit me up anytime, Anna. I'm right in the neighborhood. Well, where do you live? What neighborhood? Pacific Palisades. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, of course I don't fit in here. (laughs) Who does? That's not even a real place. It's like, it's just like white picket fences, white, everything's like a makeshift mall, that mall up there. You're like, what kind of happy camper land is this? It's like the Truman Show. We are going to take a quick break so uh, you can hear an ad and then we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. 
Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulgence your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. So this call is coming from Anne. She says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 29 years old and work at a startup. I've been with the company for six years and I'm the longest tenured woman there. I also happen to be their highest revenue producing team member. Not to brag, but kind of to brag. My boyfriend of four plus years also works there for almost as long as I have. Last week, our CEO invited my boyfriend to an NBA game because our investors gave him box seats. He then proceeded to invite multiple other employees, but not me. He even invited a few people who no longer work for the company. I felt so excluded and left out. I also felt mad at my partner for not sticking up for me. At the end of the game, our CEO apologized to my partner for not inviting me. This isn't an isolated incident. Our CEO has routinely devalued me while uplifting and investing in my male partner. Despite the fact that I'm continually out-earning all the other men at our company, I'm so frequently ignored and underinvested in, and I think it's because I'm a woman. Am I being too sensitive, or is it time to look for a new job? Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. How are you? Hi. This is Anna Ferris, and then this is Catherine, my co-host. It's so nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. No, you're. it's because you're a woman. I mean, this is the story of the century. Everyone tells the story. And yeah, what did your partner say when he apologized for not inviting you? He recommended to, like, reach out to me. But when he came home, I had been crying for hours. Because, oh. like, when you feel left out, like, oh. then not even, like, get a text. Like, it's weird you're not here. See you soon. Because we live together also. Should mention that. So like he had to leave our shared home to go to this thing. And then kind of ignored it for a while. Very non-confrontational. Very different communication style. So he got there eventually. But it did take multiple days of me explaining why it hurt so much. The layers of it all. The They chose you and actively ignored me. despite Totally. Me. It can't not feel very personal. Like this. You can't ignore that it's like this feels very much about me. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like, why do all these men sit around thinking like, isn't it weird that like he came? Like we've been dating for five years, (laughs) all of which have happened at this company. Well, and another thing came up when we were doing our pre-interview mention about the the Christmas gift. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So small. I didn't even realize it until months later. They give us these Christmas gifts, classic like startup thing. They gave out gift baskets. We got one gift basket to share. Yeah, that's gross, too. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Have you addressed this yet at all with your boss? I have a little. What's really nice is, like, my direct manager is also one of my best friends. It's a very funny company. Like, when you work at a startup, you become super close with everyone. So she's, like, one of my best friends. I did end up, like, sobbing on the phone to her the Monday after. And she kind of, like, immediately ran it up a flagpole and kind of sent up an alert of, she might leave. <laughs> like, she's so upset. Very validly, she might quit the company. So I got, like, the most awkward five-minute minute phone oh, call no. apology. Yeah. It was bad. It was like a, not to make excuses, but. So what was the excuse? The event got away from him. Like, he only had a few tickets, only invited a few people, then saw more people were around and was like, oh, crap, let me find more tickets. And then it just, he kept inviting other people without realizing, like, oh, I should have stopped gone back over here 
which I get a lot of it sort of stemmed down to it wasn't intentional. It was a total blunder. He felt super embarrassed and bad, but like all these things were happening. Like my son has pink eye, my dad has cancer. I'm so sorry, but it was just like it all boiled down to like it was unintentional and you should forget it. And there was no like nothing done to sort of correct that mistake, like no extra gift basket, no extra tickets. I I get a month. I'll have like lunch with him like once a month now. Do you like your job? I do. I built it. I was the like 10th person they hired. And now we're at like 150. So, of course, this stings even harder. Yeah, it's super oh. personal. And, like, my boyfriend is the golden boy. Oh. Mm. And you like your job. I and do. you're emotionally invested. That's it. So how do we, how do we get you, how do we get you feeling good, appreciated, and special, and acknowledged? How do we do that, guys? Well, I think it's very important for you to point out that if they're going to treat you as one person when they're handing out Christmas gifts, they should treat you as one person when they're handing out invitations, you know? So I think you can be a little bit more assertive on the back end of that phone call and say, just so you're clear, this is how I see it from moving on forward. Like, I expect to be invited to these events. I was the 10th person hired to work at this company, and I feel ownership in what we've created. I have a piece of that. I was a part of that. Don't underestimate your value in this situation because women have a history of doing that. And don't say, I just want this. It's, I want this, you know, and don't diminish your role and what you've created there. Remind him of how integral you are in this company and how valuable you are. And based on that value and based on your seniority, here's a list of things that you expect to happen. When there are invitations that go out, please do not invite my boyfriend without inviting me. Okay. And please do not send us one gift. Like we are one person. We are two people. Did your boyfriend start working there before or after you? Uh, like two and a half months after. Oh, okay. so we met there. Oh, right. man. It's the whole package. But the only thing you can do as a woman is to be assertive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without being a cunt, be assertive and just say, I'm just here to remind you of all these things. Please keep this in your consciousness when you're making your next round of invites to whatever event that may be. I can't wait yeah. to experience that with you so that we don't ever have to deal with this kind of conversation again. Yeah. It's, uh, no, you're completely right. It's, uh, when I was screaming about this to my family, they all stopped and were like, do you think that they're maybe like intimidated by you? Because I'm not quiet. I am like very direct. Yeah. And men don't like that. They don't like that. They don't. So they probably no. don't want you there for that reason. But you're going to tell them that that is, sorry, that's part of the package. We're not yeah. living in 20 fucking 10 anymore. I have to be included. I'm a founding member of this organization. What are you talking about? And along with what Chelsea's saying, I would list the reasons why you love working there, what you believe from the beginning and be, po you know what I mean? Look, listen to me, be positive. I'm like from 1952. <laughs> I mean, you have to trick them if they're going to change anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You do. It's like you have to flip the wool over their eyes and be like, come with me, you fucking idiot. I mean, honestly, because that's probably what it is. It's like, oh, you're she's too much or she's got a big personality. We don't need her there. Sorry. That's the workplace. You have to deal with all the people that you work with because that's what adults do. I'm sorry if I'm not your perfect cup of tea. You're not mine either, but I'm going to be at this event. And that's why you're so good at your job. That's why you're like crushing all the goals and blowing everybody else out of the water. And the other thing, yeah. too, is, you know, you can phrase it. I like this, like, being really direct about it. And you can phrase it like, I'm trying to help you be better because I know, like, 
when it's a startup, it's a little messy. Everybody's kind of like figuring things out as they go along. But like there are probably other women at the company who are feeling similarly undervalued. And you can express it that way. Like I'm trying to help you do better because some of this could be seen as overt sexism. So like let's fix these things as the company grows so that by the time it's really, really big, you're not getting sued by a bunch of your employees. That's one of the biggest issues, too, is that a lot of the team, they look to me because I was like the first I'm the longest tenured woman at the whole company. And so there is a sense of like they outwardly appreciate what I do because I bring in like 20 percent of the revenue. Right. It's one person just fucking yeah. cool. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. But like it, that's what like tripled my anger being like, if they're if I'm getting treated like this, in what world does absolutely anyone else have any ability mm-hmm. to be valued and appreciate it appropriately and not just have been like, good job. Yeah. You're good and you're cute. And shut up. How aware is the CEO of this? He's aware now. Like, I was very brutally like, this sucked. I was so upset and really hurt. And I don't think I deserved it. And like, he intellectually got it. And I know that there are other steps being taken, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I really don't think it's actually gone yet. And it really was salient to have to explain to so many men, like the textbook definition or and, and definition of sexism is you did something to me. You apologized to my boyfriend mm. and you didn't apologize to me. Yeah. And just expected it to get there as though that is in any way, shape or form. Okay. And then when I finally told my boyfriend, like he didn't do anything, he has my phone number. He could text me. He was like, Oh, okay. And I said, that's sexist. He was like, no, <laughs> like that was too far. And I had to be like, I, you have to accept my definition. But you did have a conversation with him after the fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a, it escalated pre- pretty quickly to me being like, I will call five women of our company. And put them on the phone. Yeah. And I will right. ask them if they agree. Do you want me to? Yeah. He said no. And he accepted. So. And nothing's changed. Slightly. No. that Well, there hasn't been an event since, though, right? That he, that yeah. He, yeah. Honestly, like you can wait for that letter until something happens and then it's going to be a different letter or you could preemptively send it and go, this is what I expect moving forward. And if they fail that, then, yeah, you do have to look for a new job if this is that important to you. I will throw him a bone and say that when the Alito opinion dropped, we are enough like progressive, small enough company that like we were all pretty open about how upset it was. See, it was totally radio silent. I had to call him and then he answered and I'd be like, you have to say something to our team about this. And within like 10 minutes, he had created a video. He had like built something, sent something out. So like he did listen to me. Mm. There was like one really positive change of him being like, oh, that's something. Yeah. 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 Okay. well, good. I think you know what you're doing. You're going to be just fine. Maybe he's a little scared right now, but as as time goes on, he'll slowly start to become more good for you. Yeah, you could be the change for you him. You could be the resource, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, I do a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? I think if the time comes to to send an email, I think I would say I love my job. I love my job, and this is why. And I am a, an incredibly valuable team member. And in that way, when it's in writing, I know you've already said this to him, but if it's in writing, like, that's strong but passionate and complimentary and but demanding maybe that's a better way for him to digest things instead of i i don't know it was a face-to-face uh that was a phone call Um, okay because like we're i can go into the office i mostly work remote because i'm literally just like on zooms all day with clients 
You probably like intimidate him. I know I do. I've had a lot of people tell me that. Take that into account. You know, when you're writing yeah. that letter, take that into account. Yeah. So yeah. that, uh, you know, if he's going to be a big pussy about it, you want to make sure that you treat him <laughs> like a pussy. Does it cause strain between you and your boyfriend? It has less so now. I think like my the intensity of my reaction to what happened, he was super not prepared for because it, it did like fully melt down into like a, oh, I'm going to start looking for another job to which he was like, honestly, fair. That was bullshit. You were treated poorly. Like he did objectively know, like, I, I do get that. That was so not cool. And it was unfair. I think that's good. I think you're already on the right track. I think he's getting this, the picture. I think you're all set. You made your point and let's see what happens now moving forward. Yeah. And if you want a, a new job and I'll hire you to do something. That would be very cool. I'd love to work if it helps. Because you are really <laughs> impressive. We would compliment each other because I'm a little more lamb-like. That's okay. It's completely fine. I'm very aggressive. I'll I'll go after it for you. Uh, <laughs> okay, awesome. it's our farmers market knitting circle stand. Yeah. Sisterhood, okay. of the, sisterhood of the traveling Kaslapai. Um, <laughs> and keep us posted and let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I love, okay. I love both of your shows. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks, Anne. Wow, isn't she a powerhouse? She's great. Yeah, she's going to be just fine. She, oh my God, yeah. Really, I thought she was wonderful. But what a doozy of a problem. My God, Chelsea, I loved what you said. Oh, good, good. Well, great. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Chelsea and Anna. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street. Directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulgence your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. 
Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What do we have now? Anna's going to ask advice to me. We do. Oh, yes. yes. Anna, do you have any advice you want to ask me for? I Chelsea, love this part. as you know, I quarantined hard, right? Like nobody quarantined harder than I. So I Is now, that code for something? <laughs> uh, I just like hermited. Okay. Like I didn't see any, you know, anyway. But I've always had a tendency to hoard. However, my shower looks like a sorority house shower. There's so many products. And my closet is like, like I've, I've really, I've, I've adopted a wartime mentality, essentially. <laughs> like, mm. I'll never be able to procure these items again. During yeah. quarantine, I bought 10 pounds of Velveeta, a cheese that I rarely use. <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to stop hoarding, right? Yeah, I'm trying to stop hoarding. You, have what to do get, do? you just have to get one of those closet organizers to come over your house and just release and let them fucking figure it out for you, clean it out for you so that you're not watching, you're not sitting there. There's nothing in any of those places that you mentioned that are going to have a life or death impact on you. Let somebody come in and organize your life for you and just do whatever you have to do to allow that to happen. 
because All your right. life will be, a, you will begin anew and you are going to feel good about it. Not bad. I promise yeah, I, you. I believe you. I do. Yeah. There's all those girls on Instagram. Everyone's always posting about closet organizing. That it's not hard to find. Just find somebody and let it go. Just clear out the energy, clear out the, all the shit, and just say, you do whatever you think and let me know when it's done. Because it feels very psychological at this point. Chelsea, do you have a favorite face lotion that you feel loyal to? Yes, Liz Earle. I like the serum and then the lotion or the face cream. I put it on in the morning and at night. So do you have oily or dry skin? A combo. Like I still break out on my chin a bit. Okay, so then you wouldn't want the serum. You just want the face cream. But it's a it's a British company. It's called Liz Earle, and it's the best thing I've ever used. It keeps my skin very, very dewy all the time. Okay. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much. I don't did I say anything of interest? Yes. No, you did not. You barely Fuck. you barely said anything. No, you said some things of interest. Absolutely, as we all did. You were a great guest, Anna. I totally appreciate having you on. I love you. I love spending time with you. I love you too. Thank you. And thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Thank you. Anna, 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 Anna. It took me 10 years to say her name right. And now I say Anna. I just said I fucking ruined it right at the end. Like truly, if I see someone with a name tag that says Anna, I will call that person Anna. It is my, (laughs) this is my parents' fault and I don't hold it against anybody. And make sure you tune into Unqualified, Anna's podcast. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye, honey. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Here's an important life tip. It is absolutely essential that you always know where to find a delicious sandwich at a moment's notice. Usually the answer is as easy as Jimmy John's. You know you're always getting some good sandwiches because they make them with fresh baked bread, premium quality meats, and hand-sliced veggies. Like their Italian nightclub made with salami, capicolo, ham, and provolone. Everybody loves that one. So if you're looking for the sandwich of sandwiches, order on the Jimmy John's app or online at jimmyjohns.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. 